Don't clap this time. Yeah, don't clap this time. All right. Hello, everybody. No, you can clap. Uh, chat, you can clap. We've arrived. Uh, clap if you want to. <laughs> welcome back, everybody. For those of you that are joining us for the very first time, welcome on in. This is Death Saves with Advantage. We are your go-to actual play educational D&D podcast, where whenever a new rule, ability, mechanic, you name it, comes into play, we stop take a moment to explain what's going on, and then we move on with both our lives and the game from there, or at least until I forget, we already did that. Now, what has happened most recently for our group? Bit of a drastic shift is what's happened. Our beloved toucan monk with a sprinkle of warlock has been running from the law. She's had a bounty out on her head, and a rather intimidating fellow by the name of Earhart had been tasked with bringing her in for the bounty since it had been going uh, had been out and open for so long. The military that she deserted from felt like it was time to actually pay a third party to deal with it. Earhart showed up just after you dealt with Lenart, Grenz, and Mortimer bringing back a woman by the name of uh, Adriana Cross from beyond death uh, through powerful blood magic. You talked with uh, Mortimer about like why he did what he did. You're gonna have to do a lot to even not be considered at fault for this, let alone get the, uh, the forgiveness of anybody ever. But going outside and trying to decide what you want to do next, being so close to a major city within the empire known as uh, Rovani, CG let her guard down for just a moment, stopped freaking out about Earhart showing up and chasing after her. And that's Kelly included also stopped thinking about it for just a moment. And Earhart dove down from the sky, said, are we having a rematch or are we going to do this the easy way? A rematch happened. A majority of your party got knocked unconscious between punches and talons as uh, his giant eagle Adler also participated in the fight. And ZG finally agreed to go with in exchange for like stopping the fight in its tracks and making sure that uh, nothing else happened to your group. But luckily, and also a bit of an ego bruise, you realized afterwards that uh, it seems Earhart and Adler were pulling their punches just a little bit as it was intentionally non-lethal damage that they were dealing to you. Uh, so that way you didn't risk bleeding out and need to make death saves. Oh, I, I think for some of you that got knocked out, you still get to make your first death save with advantage when it happens in the future. Yeah, okay, you yeah. still get that house rule. Uh, <laughs> you still got that in your favor for the future. <laughs> <laughs> but Zichi left, and not long after Earhart left, about maybe an hour or so, uh, those of you that got knocked unconscious, you were brought to, you were woken up with a little bit of healing magic and natural rest, and Rena showed up, bearing the insignia of the Empire, uh, and also having a symbol that shows her rank as a claw within the military, which is even higher than, or is about as high of a rank as you've actually seen from anybody within the military being super far away from the capital and out in in the wilderness, essentially, for these smaller towns. Rena has a very 
different uh, approach to life compared to Zichi. She's a bit, uh, she's a bit much when it comes to con conversation, and uh, she's a, she's an Earhart fanboy. It seems <laughs> she's an Earhart stan, and we finish things off with your group realizing you're all going in the same direction. You've at least convinced Rena that she should look into what happened with Zichi and Earhart and talk to somebody even higher up than her on the chain of command to either punish Earhart for this or at the very least have Zichi set free. And that is where we are going to start things off. While I wait to see if uh, traffic is going to keep being loud behind me, uh, let's go ahead and give everybody a chance to grab yourselves a drink, grab yourselves a snack, and get ready to roll your death saves with advantage. So, after this wonderful conversation, uh, just for the sake of brevity here, uh, Rena, you talk with <laughs> more of the members of the town guard. Uh, you also have a chance to talk to uh, the priest who's in, ch in uh, the head of this small chapel to Tyr. Mm -hmm. And you're not convinced that necessarily that, like, Earhart was in the wrong, but... It, you're definitely of the opinion that you need to like act, look into this and don't just take things at face value from the report that you read on your way here. Yeah. That being said, in order to to get to Rovani, it is just it's about 250 miles. A bit of a hike. Uh, and yeah. if I'm if I'm remembering the travel, I have to remember the, the travel pacing. I'm already tired. I think basic travel's 30 miles a day, give or take. That's what I was double-checking. Uh, if it's uh, 30... specifically for... doesn't get tired. If you're hoofing it, and you don't stop for lunch... I, w I did a 20-mile hike with my dad over the holiday break, and that was like seven hours. Yeah, so... Wow. Um, uh, a what mile hike? 20. 20 yeah. miles over That's seven hours. Oh, yeah. That's pretty good pace. Uh, that, yeah. that is yeah. just shy. That is somewhere in between a slow and a normal pace in D&D. And that was without a pack or a sword. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, but so, you're a robot. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, you're a robot. Uh, where, oh, I just closed it. No. It's called uh, method acting. <laughs> <laughs> so... This actually gives us a chance to talk about travel pace because y'all haven't necessarily been in a rush. Overland travel is broken up into fast, normal, and slow pace. 
it breaks down to, uh, so let's start with uh, the slow pace. 200 feet per minute, two miles an hour, or 18 miles per day. Going up from there, normal is 300, 3, and 24. Fast is 400, 4, and 30. And you're just like, oh, hey, why don't we just move fast? There's an effect that comes into play depending on your movements, your travel pace. If you're moving slowly, you can actually make a group stealth check, and there's no problems with that. Moving at a normal speed, you can't. Uh, moving at a fast pace, your group takes a minus five to your passive perception, making things more likely to sneak up on you or possibly better for you, possibly worse for you, making you less likely to notice like points of interest along your travel that, who knows, might be related to your final destination. So with all of that in mind, at what pace does your group wish to travel? Well, our intent is to get there because we're trying to... Well, we're just trying to get eventually to the capital, right? Uh, yes. Earhart did tell you he's going to Rovany, and he's going to pay the Ogma Library to teleport him to the capital. And if you would like to... And he recommends you do the same, otherwise you're walking the entire way. Which... Right. It's a very, very long way. Just for fun, if you went right. the way the crow flies, that's just a little over 1,800 miles. If you made... And that's if you didn't stop at any towns <laughs> so along the way. So the question, the questions I have, and this is to the group, not just Kyle. Mm-hmm. Right, so things on our plate. Most immediate, Z2 just got taken. We know the Talonblade isn't going to... And we don't know. Do we know what the potential punishment the Z2 will receive for the crime, quote-unquote, she's being taken in for is? Min and Aaron, the two of you, could give me uh, history checks. Oh, and uh, Renna. I got a 14. I read a lot of books. <laughs> That's a 7. That's a, I got a, sorry, I got a 22. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Renna, you've, you've had an impeccable record, so you haven't even had to worry about this. Aaron, you know that there's obviously a punishment involved. It's either jail time or a fine. Uh, Min... With a 22, it's really dependent on the crime. Uh, in this case, it's desertion. And it's and on, even just be within that, it's dependent upon what, why they, the situation around why they deserted. But with a 22, Zichi didn't go into too much detail. Just it wasn't for her is basically all she said. And if it is just that, that it wasn't for her and she, she left, uh, then she'll probably face time in jail, and she'll, and she'll have to pay a pretty hefty fine. Uh, and the fact that it's been open for as long as it has, that Earhart got hired to uh, take her in, uh, she's probably going to have the fined bounty fee that he had the the, the town blade pay him on top of uh, extended jail time. Which, none of you have any idea how much Zichi's bounty was. Sure. So, essentially, they're not in the habit of executing people for crimes like she is apparently committed, as far as we're aware. As far as you're aware, uh, with okay. Min's 22, only if it was like she was supposed to be on the front lines going to war. Right. And it was, and it right. brought shame to the Empire as a whole. For somebody of her rank, uh, that's really it. But 
nothing like that has happened in at least uh, since at least like the past four kings, queens, emperors. Sorry, emperors or empress. That hasn't happened. So, getting there for she's gonna have a trial though, assuming, or at the very least, she's gonna have to be Detained. punishment will be hand. Like, was that detained? Just yeah, right. I mean, yeah. in some capacity, they are a law enforcement like group it's not like a bounty hunter throwing them you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah they are law enforcement yeah they're law enforcement in addition to the military so there is there are right there are steps yes right not that we you know we're still trying to get to her but we also have yeah. everything that's going on with Leonard uh, and Adriana. yes yeah and a giant undead city to find and figure out what's going on with that but that's longer term now, I suppose. Let me pull you over to the Empire's map as just to put it out. Uh, so y'all are here, uh, about to leave Stathford over here uh, towards the, the eastern edge of the Empire. And Mortimer did say that they encountered Adriana initially on all the way on the western coast uh, in what eventually became the city of Tenau. And uh, you know that that is where Zichi is from, which is part of the reason she was uh, distracted and didn't think about Earhart until he showed up. Yep. <laughs> so that's pretty far. Yes. Uh, but and you do know that Adriana has access to teleportation magic. But with that, you have no clue where she went. So it's up to you where you want to go and how fast you want to get there. So cycling back to the question, at least for getting to Rovany, slow, normal, or fast pace. Is there a place to get horses? I was also going to ask about, you know, a horse and a cart, perhaps. Or horse-adjacent creatures. <laughs> An owl horse, perhaps. An owl horse. Owl horse. <laughs> you could, uh, you'd be buying, you, you can't rent, but you'd have, you could buy, uh, there is a sizable farming community here within Stafford. Uh, you'd have to buy the horses and the, and the cart, but uh, that could be done. That would allow you to move at a fast pace, but following the normal uh, guidelines for effects. So you'd be able to do 30 miles a day without the perception issue. I think having explained all of this history that Min was privy to about the Empire and what Zichi can uh, <laughs> look forward to. Um, perhaps Min turns to the group and goes, I feel that, well, it would appear that most of our goals are westward. Um, and now there is an element of time pressing upon us, perhaps. Uh, so maybe it would be uh, fruitful for us to look into alternate modes of transportation. Perhaps... Uh, if there's a way to fly, I think that would be my preference choice. Um, if if not, perhaps we can stick to the old horse and carriage. I know how to fly. Does that help? Well, that depends. How are... I haven't really questioned your... How... Ha, hey, <laughs> Neus, real quick. Are you... Swole? No. <laughs> okay. So if... I was going to say, if you were able to perhaps lift all of us, maybe we daisy chain ourselves together by grabbing the other's ankles, and then we fly in one work. vertical column. Um, 
I don't think so either. So perhaps a horse I, situation. I have. I can. I can try to reach out to some people. Kyle, have we slept since leveling up to gain the benefits of our new skills? Uh, no. Okay. Tomorrow, I can uh, reach out to some people we've met uh, and see if I know if if there's any other ideas or to just check in on things. But um, horses aren't a bad idea. Yeah. All of our goals are leading us in the same direction. That's the vibe we're getting. Indeed. I mean, I'm not. I don't, I'm not as much of a time crunch as you guys sound like you are, but. Hooray for you. <laughs> La da. La da. Sorry. Do you not have a station or a, a position to uphold at the moment? I mean, I have stuff to do, sure, but you guys are sound like you want to like, speed over to. I'm fine with just normal speed, you know? <laughs> I'm not in a rush. Okay. So it so it's established then that you're accompanying with us. I guess for now. We'll see what happens. Hooray for us. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. I feel that don't, there's... Don't slow me down too much. I feel that there's some uh, important information that would be uh, you would be privileged to know. Why? Why? Why are you with us? I mean, we're heading in the same direction. I had to walk all the way over here anyway. I have to go back that direction anyway. As long as you guys don't do anything too... What's the word? I don't know. As long as you guys aren't too insane. We'll see what happens. Uh, I will say this for you, Renna. The closer you get to the Empire... Honestly, the more dangerous to travel alone can be. And your group is now getting towards the more central region of the Empire. And, like, yeah. you got here okay, but it sucked. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you you, uh, you you put on a good front, but, like, you're you're down a couple abilities, uh, like, resources for, for, uh, for the day. So if... So it probably seems like a pretty good idea for you to rest up. So at least, and you can put down in your papers. Like, oh yeah, I asked more questions. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but if y'all want, you can go ahead and just take off long rest. Get your level up abilities. Get all your resources back. Uh, and then in the morning, you can start looking into a horse and uh, cart to be able wait, to wait, 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 put everything through. Wait what? a minute. You're not Wait here, so I'm progressing the story. <laughs> no, no, no. no. You're I'm not saying it to you. I'm saying it in-game. It's in-game. I know. <laughs> Can we make an insight check to see if it's clear that she's just using us so she doesn't have to travel alone? Sure. Thanks. I'm not even going to roll for that. That's just my <laughs> assumption. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but now I can know. Fifteen. Uh, Rena, give me a... Um... Meanwhile, Min is explaining all the various situations in which to yell Min and sharing some of his uh, favorite signs that he has developed um, and warning Rena not to take any of his spoons. Uh, we're going to say deception just for, like, how well can you, like, present your side of the argument. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily that you, you're you lying, per, uh, uh, but that's up to yeah, you yeah. if you are lying or not. It's just not a whole truth, right? Yeah. It's fine. It's a 17 plus 5, so that's a 22. Okay, I was going to say, I may, I'll make it clear. My goal here is not to try to convince her to not come with us. It's to see whether or not I can use the leverage of the knowledge that she needs us. 
Yeah. Uh, you can see she seems she seems pretty confident in herself, but you can see she's a little worse for wear. Uh, now that you've 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 both come down from that like adrenaline rush of like what the fuck just happened? Where did our friend go? Who the hell are you? Why are you talking like this? How do you have any say in this situation? And like you've had a chance to breathe, and then you notice she's a little little roughed up. Uh, so it's like you're just like it probably wouldn't hurt her to have us go with her, but like. But she seems very confident in her abilities. So, are we escorting you then, or are you just tagging along? Oh, you know, I wouldn't mind an escort. <laughs> oh, you can buy the horses then. Awesome. Or you could just pay us for our services. That or you too. could give us money and we will purchase the horses. Wow, you're throwing out so many options here. I don't even know which one to go with. So they many all options. sounds so and... enticing. And they all I sound the same. Eyes. Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry, we for, we failed to ask if you perhaps have your own fleet of horses, which we may borrow. Or eagles. Uh, no. Very well. <laughs> all right. All right, all right. All right, fine. All right, all right. <laughs> yeah. Fine, we're going to travel with the cop. Fine. We already have one. Might as well make it half the group or more. <laughs> So you rest I up guess technically evening. Min is currently unemployed, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Naze, who do you want to send messages to the next day? I want to check in with... Okay, I'm only going to do one in the morning in case I need my spell slots throughout sure. the day. But if I have them left over, I'll do some more at night. I think I would send a message to... Um, make sure I get the name right. Uh, name's escaping me. Is it the son from the previous town? No, 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 no. The, we met the little girl and her mother, and then the whole thing with the killer, copycat killer, the woman, the mother's name. Oh, Grace. Grace, thank you. Yes. Well, you have a sending that's stone me. for Grace. Yes. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Right. I've already checked in with her. Um, you you checked in with her to, and as she said, she'll talk to Cass about looking into some info on the Cross family name. Well, I know who else I could check in with, Kyle. Mm-hmm. I will send a message, Kyle, to to my teacher. Okay. Saying, finally able to check in, getting rel- getting close to the capital, had lots of interruptions. Hopefully, I can let you know more soon. What I got left? Like three left? Also, hi. And smiley face emoji. <laughs> Not too long after, it's like, oh, Neus, I was wondering when you'd be able to do this. Things are good. I think I've made a breakthrough on my own personal stuff here. Take your time. It's no rush. The capital is a dangerous... Meets the end of... Uh, there's a long gap. Sorry, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. The capital can be a dangerous... And then, the, and then he runs out of words. I do realize that I need to send a second message. Oh, yeah. There's a whole humongous undead underground city and a necromancer causing us a lot of problems. Probably should have led with that. Oh, you're talking about the Empire underneath the desert. Yeah, don't worry about that. They keep to themselves. As for a necromancer causing you trouble, think of it as a hurdle. You'll, you'll be fine, I'm sure. 
As long as there's no blood magic, get a message. Turns out the words. I'll message him later. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it for now. Unless anyone else thinks there's anyone I should specifically be reaching out to. We'll talk about it later. I'll roll for Karis. Is there a sending upgrade that's available? Nope. <laughs> to do what to do what with? Just upgrade your words per minute or something. No, but I mean it's only a third level spell, so you can always just keep sending more. Okay. It uh, it can send to other planes though, which is why it's so good. Yeah. Because it yeah. doesn't have to be on your plane of existence. It could There's a chance uh, it fails, but it's really low. I rolled a fourteen on a history check for Karis, uh so she remind okay. she goes to remind you, maybe not today. But you should soon. You should send a message to Nikolai to let him know we figured out who taught, who Rattle and Bones actually were, and he can maybe get a little closer on what happened to his mom. Oh God! Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They're on my. They're on my list. All right. So, after sending your messages in the morning, uh, is your does your group plan on buying uh, a horse or two and a wagon? Or are you going to hoof it? Should, should we play out the scene, or how much would that be? Uh, it'll just just decide first if you want to do it or not. <laughs> and then we. Can... I don't think it's a bad idea. Yeah. On the one hand, we don't have to walk as much if we do that. But on the other, we have to look after a horse. Or two. Mm. I mean... I don't have a strong opinion. Just whatever you want to do. What are the what are the consequent what how much do we pay if they die? Or are uh, we buying are, them for ourselves? Here you have to buy. There's no rental service oh. here cuz no. it's a small town. I mean farmers gotta get some type of profit off of it. I mean I don't want the animals to die, but I also have to think about what we do when we get with or get to Roveny. I don't think we can just teleport a horse with us. We'll pay for horsey daycare. It's fine. Well, if we we could invest in our horses and then build strong familial bonds with them so that in the heat of battle they can come to our aid and we are that much stronger. Now, here's another question. Are horses the only option? Is there another? I've seen these large, wide animals with black and white spots that I am previously unfamiliar with. They look sturdy and strong and perhaps able to pull a wagon of ragtag warriors such as ourselves. No, I don't think we should have cows pull our wagon. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. I can flip a coin if that if we want to leave it up to fate. I guess it really depends on whether or not Rena is going to pay for horses. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sounds like you guys think I'm made of money, which... I'm not. So <laughs> speaking of on... money. I feel I feel like we should buy the horses. Let's do race hands. I like horses. I like horses. Nice. Plus a cart would okay. be nice. <laughs> okay. Alright. So we so can, I... you know, have some rest along the way. Why do you get a vote? Are you Why do I get a vote? No, I was talking <laughs> oh, to Rena. Oh. Oh, I thought I was going to buy them, apparently. Now I don't get a vote? Okay. You get a vote if you pay, along with us. I've already taught her the I'll important hand signals. Why would she not get a oh, vote? Oh, good. 
<laughs> yeah, what he said. He already knows the secret codes for our various situational. I feel like there's really good opportunity to pull like nighttime pranks on men by just like hiding underneath a cart and yelling men. You know. Um, I'm take that all too seriously. Yeah. Uh, Kelly, something we forgot to do with your character. What? With Renna. Can you roll a d10 for me, please? Okay. That's a four. She's made of bees. <laughs> uh, we haven't had, actually had a chance to cover this, and I didn't know if we were going to. Uh, when you make a character at a higher level, depending on what level they come in, uh, within the Dungeon Master's Guide, there is a table for starting at a higher level that breaks it down into different tiers, depending on your level, and uh, columns or more tiers for if it's a low, standard, or high magic setting. This is a high magic setting. Rena is a 7th level character. Uh, so, following the guidelines for creation, Rena, you have an extra 600 gold. Oh, nice. That, that's nice. <laughs> yes. An uncommon magic item on top of your normal starting stuff, but that that we took care of. It was yeah. it was just the money we forgot to do. Yeah. So, uh, looking at uh, the cost here, if you want the best uh, that you should get uh, for pulling a cart, uh, the cart itself. So it's gonna be. Let's do the math here. God math. Just for two courses. A, do you want a cart or a carriage? The different, like, do you want like, a top, one? so that way you have protection from the elements, or do you just want a cart that you can sit How much? In? I would prefer yes, a carriage. A okay. carriage sounds great. It's gonna be, uh, <laughs> it's gonna be 500 gold between the two horses, the carriage, and the barding for everything. I'm a I'm a I'm a poor wizard because I've bought spells and things. I can chip in alternatively forty five gold. Alternatively, <laughs> it'll be a hundred and sixty if you get a cart that you can just sit in and have the horses. And we can we just buy something to make the cover with for the wagon? This has happened in a podcast. Sure. <laughs> this is Sorry. better. I, th I thought each horse was going to be like 500. So I'd... Yeah. Okay. No, no. Uh, you're thinking of a war horse. Those are around 400 plus armor. Oh. Okay. Well, is these it, are is just draft horses. Isn't any horse a war horse if it believes? No. <laughs> <laughs> any horse can go to war, but only certain ones are trained. <laughs> I've never read that, Usopp fable. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy oh boy uh, I love it I have, out bars I have, over there <laughs> I have 109 gold 5 silver and I suppose if it must come to it I could throw in a spoon or two I'll throw down 100 are you on for the cart or the carriage option? I personally think cheaper is fine and good. <laughs> so, but I'm willing to chip in a hundred. I will do a hundred as well. Great. No, no one else needs to buy anything. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so, uh, Min, you only mark off 60 because that's what was left after 
Okay. Uh, can we specifically make sure that it includes like all the equipment we need for the horses and like supplies for the horses for a while? Uh, yeah, you get a week's worth of uh, supplies for the horse and all the barding and everything. That's why it's so much. Right, I'm saying, could we chip in a little bit more and get like an even longer amount of supply for the horses? Oh, sure. Um, if an we want uh, an extra, an extra three gold will get you another week's supply. Okay. Oh shit! <laughs> I'll just mark that off. Could you yes, explain okay. barding? Because unless there's a man singing on the cart with us, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> uh, so barding is what is it's designed for to go around the animal's head, neck, chest, and body. It's not necessarily like it's what will connect the horse to the to the carriage. And also, if you really felt like it, you could equip armor onto the barding on the horse as well. Not unlike a war horse. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. Yes, please. <laughs> Lots to take this horse to war. However, the barding is what doubles the or quadruples the cost of of the vehicle that you're attaching the horses to. So a cart is normally 15 gold. With barding, brings it up to 60. A carriage is normally 100, which is why I quoted uh, 400 for the cart. We have what two horses in a cart? Two horses in a cart. Uh, these horses together have a capacity of pulling one thousand and eighty pounds, which is perfectly fine for your group. What do they look like? One is a, a tan horse with a with a uh, just where uh, just above its nose and going down is a big old, is a white spot. A diamond. Uh, uh, no, it actually like follows the shape of the nose oh. uh, contours around the nose and goes up the bridge just a little bit uh, and the other is a white horse with uh, dark brown mane and tail and it actually has uh, the same similar dark brown coloration just above its hooves what are their names? we get to decide that oh delicious <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll we'll figure it out as we go, unless people have names already. No. <laughs> Kelly gets a vote, but Rena doesn't. I'm kidding. Yeah. She bought the horses. <laughs> Only half kidding. <laughs> All right. Have anybody, anyone they dislike that you can name a horse after, since they're now carting us across the countryside. I don't want to have animals. Yeah, I'll name one Rena. I'll name the other. <laughs> <laughs> and the other, no, no, she's she's not hated. She just came in at a bad time. Fine, I've been keeping an eye on her. It's good. <laughs> so you're into with, what now? <laughs> with the horses, uh, you can move at the fast pace of thirty miles per day but without the minus five to your perception, your passive perceptions. You go to set, uh, as you're, as you set up the horses, get them connected to the wagon, we'll say they threw a tarp in with the uh, three extra gold for, uh, to cover, initially to cover your, the extra food, and, uh, the hay and whatnot. In case it rains, doesn't look like it yet, but who knows, you've got about eight days of travel ahead of you, even with the horses. As you walk out towards the edge of town, the priest for the Temple of Tear actually comes out uh, and 
says, Oh, um, sorry, I don't know, I don't know if you got this message, uh, uh, Captain Renna. You were, you were supposed to be bringing this one to the capital, and, uh, Oh. You see a half-elf in manacles behind mm -hmm. him. Uh, everyone else, you recognize that as the usual guise of Mortimer. <laughs> Fantastic. This trip just keeps getting better and better. Aaron, Aaron, I can you stop me from doing anything too dumb? I make no promises. Okay, this will be fun. Hi, and he, he uh, not knowing who Rena is, he's even doing the his normal uh, the the voice that you first met him in. Um, yeah. So this will be this will be a fun trip. I haven't been to the capital in a while. I I promise to be on my best behavior, and you know if if you need my help, you could just and he shakes his hands a little bit. I not can, on my I watch, Buster. I could, I nope. could help mm -mm. if you just undo. Nope. Uh-uh. Okay. Okay. That's how it's going to be then. Okay. Great. Yeah. There's a reason you're in handcuffs, buddy. Get on there. Uh, he gets up uh, and there's a little bit of creaking uh, as he gets onto the cart, Retta. Uh, you don't see the cart move at all as he hops up onto it. You're just like, oh boy. Yeah, maybe we got a shoddy cart and everyone's, everyone else just knows that it's just like the creaking of... The Mortimer's bones. Yeah. <laughs> Just hopping on. <laughs> uh, Mortimer. But... <laughs> Mortimer, yeah. do, you, do yeah. you see this bag of oats lying next to me? Uh, that one, yeah, yeah. For the next eight days, we would like you to pretend to be another bag of oats. That's a little out of my wheelhouse there. We're going to feed you uh, to the horse. Just do your best. And Min goes back to testing out the best angles for his crossbow on the edge of the cart, just going back and forth. <laughs> just like he points it like up the horse's bums, like this is not going to work at all. And then like goes back to the other sides, so just like lying in different positions. It's just it's 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 rocking the cart back and forth and very uncomfortable for everyone. Does he ever try to like lay in the uh the leather straps between the horses and just like dangle like a hammock trying to of course absolutely <laughs> he went he went back and forth like three or four times it's like this is good straight ahead i can't see much else <laughs> let me try it again though oh goodness <laughs> what you need is elevation but i take the uh not quite pretending to be a sack of oats and i throw it on the cart and be like stand on this he stands on that. He tries to lay across the two horses. A lot going on right now that I do not know how to react to. On the plus side, you caught us in a good mood. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, who is um? Who's gonna be pilot? Uh, who's gonna be in charge of the wagon? Uh, Can we let the, the fourteen horses? the fourteen pound ferry try to drive the, drive the horse? No. I mean, if you want to. I, I won't stop you if you want to. If not, I will take the reins. I think I'll sit up with Aaron, though. At least for a bit. Not that I have animal handling, but I could do, you know, survival. Surviving for your life to not lose control of a car. <laughs> so, we can, so we can move 
faster without the disadvantage because we have a cart. Uh, without the minus five, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's the. That's cool. Sorry, I meant disadvantage just in oh, the yeah, sense sorry, of it being a disadvantage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the mechanic. Yeah, I should be more clear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and move you over uh, to this map just so you can see what you'd be dealing with in the in the event of any combat so like if that if you think this is a good layout let me know yeah otherwise you feel fine. free to yeah, move yourselves fine. around on the wagon yeah, that's fine okay we'll put our put the put the lowest hp thrill characters up front yeah. <laughs> yep oh gosh it's so sad okay, i just fly up as high as i can if i get endangered <laughs> <laughs> all right let's see is this the part where we roll for natural disasters? Setting out on your uh, getting to roll my 5d20s for the first five days of travel. I have that many sets of dice on my table now. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Why don't we get to roll? You do get to roll, Naze. On the first day of travel, I need a <laughs> d12. <laughs> d12. Right down the middle, right. like a five. So... On the first day of travel, uh, you are making your way out of uh, out of the out of the town. Hopefully, without too much issue, getting to Rovini. Uh But about five hours out of Stathmore, uh, you come across. Uh, you get to another section where there's these rolling hills. Uh, and as you crest over the top of one, you look down into a rather large valley. And the horses seem to get a bit spooked. Almost as if they don't want to progress too much further. Aaron, can I have an animal handling check? Uh, sure. This will go swell. <laughs> 14. Hey, not bad. You are able to, at the very least, calm the horses down. Uh, though they do seem to... They're still a bit resistant... Uh, you can, can you convince them to go forward just a little bit, so at least you can get an idea of what's going on. Going, as you cresting over the top of the hill and going down into the valley, you end up finding this massive swath of land where all of the grass has died. And the ground is littered with stumps, uh, fallen tree trunks, uh, which all of them are petrified. Very interesting. Well, I've was never th been here before, so this was not me. Rena, was this here on your way through, or did you take a different path? I guess I would have taken a different path. This yeah. would have been very hard to miss. Yeah, definitely took a different path. Uh, you were coming from a bit to the north, uh, okay. so... Yeah. And I want to investigate it a little bit, yeah. but I don't know if there's mm -hmm. anything we can do here. Uh, you can give me a nature check. Sure. I go for that. Anybody or just Aaron? Uh, Aaron and one other person. I would investigate. Oof. I think Aaron's got it. Yeah, we're going to nat 20 for yes. a 28. Nat 20. <laughs> All right. Uh, with a 28, you get down and you end up, you're looking through the grass. It's practically, it's gray. Like, all life has been sucked out of this grass. Uh, you go and you tap, and it's not just like 
using the term petrified for uh, for trees that have been dead for a long time, these trees actually seem like they are fully turned to stone. Uh, and something came through and knocked them over. You end up, you go into your herbalism kit, uh, you pull out a little spade, and you're digging into the ground a tiny bit, and you find a small, a very narrow, almost like vein of more of that corruption. Interesting. I will use uh, that spade just to scoop a little bit and put it into yet another vial. Okay. Um, just to see if it behaves any differently than the other one that I have. Okay. Um, oh gosh, how long has it been since you got that first vial? Uh, been the better part of a almost a month at this point, I think, right? Or has it been two weeks? Somewhere a couple between two of weeks, weeks and a month. I think. I've been trying to cultivate it a little bit, just like feeding it bits of grass to. Mm -hmm. Like. Uh, so looking at the first vial. The grass that you've been putting into it, it's not there. The, and mm -hmm. the corruption is still seems vibrant in color. This one that you just dug up is much more muted. Um, okay. And you put grass into it, and you'll just wait and see. And yep. you, well, you find some live grass and put it in. Uh, and so you'll just wait and see. Uh, the horses seem to, like, in your hands, Neus, as, uh, <laughs> as Aaron is out looking at the grass... Uh, the, the horses keep tugging. You're trying. Uh, they almost pull you off of the wagon at one point. Uh, but seeing Aaron come back, they do actually come calm down a bit. But you're able to hop back on the wagon. <laughs> oh, no. You sure? Oh, buddy. <laughs> they calm down. They calm down when uh, Aaron walks back over. But with a natural one, uh, you do actually get pulled off the off the front seat of the wagon <laughs> at one point. Uh, yeah, that sounds right. I'm rolling good today, folks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you see Neus, like, trying to stabilize as the reins are whipping her around in the air. Um, you hop on. Uh, the horses do calm down a bit. Neus flies the reins back over to you, and you're able to pull them out of this dead valley and continue traveling for the rest of the day. Making camp for the night. Everything seems good. You make your camp. You hear the distant howling of wolves or other, and other wildlife out here on the plains that are more active at night, but none seem to approach your camp. Min, you count out and set up your spoons for the evening, and they are set up, and the count is exactly the same when you wake up the next day. This is a good, this is a good first day of travel as far as you're concerned. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would send a message that night okay. to, to Nikolai. Just giving him the info. You don't necessarily have to play it out. Just uh, well, how de how much detail do you give him? I know you only have twenty five words, but we know who did this. We are working on getting to them. We want to make this right. I do not want to give this child. It is still a child, after all. Uh, well, no, Nikolai is. He's a half elf, but he's in his early to mid twenties. I don't want to give this person the names of them because I don't want to put them at danger of going after these very mm -hmm. powerful. But I just want to inform him that we, we know what's going on and that we're trying okay. to do something about it. Uh, you get back. Was it one of the skeletons? I bet it was one of the skeletons. All my threads lead back to one of those two skeletons. More updates, please. Give me any updates. And you hear... Uh, you can tell 
it's more excitement than obsession coming through. Yeah. There was definitely a, a, a level of obsession when you first saw the uh, Always Sunny Pepe Silvia uh, conspiracy yes. thread wall yes, yes, uh, yes. <laughs> at his house. But there, it seems as it's been about a week since you talked with him that he has had a chance to calm down a bit. Definitely, he definitely appreciates the update and wants any further updates that you may have. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> uh, at the start of the next day, we're traveling, we're traveling. Min, can I have a wisdom saving throw? We're traveling. Wisdom. <laughs> That's not suspicious at all. Oh, don't be suspicious. What'd you get, Min? That's a, that's a six. Good to know. Thank you. Uh, have they ever been above like a seven? My wisdom saves? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Over the course of the second day, Rena, what is your passive perception? The question. Say 14. Cool. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> Seems to be, it's pretty good. Good weather. It's actually a bit chillier than it had been or than the day before. At this point, uh, you we are uh, getting we're in the second latter half of the summer. Uh, so it's still it's still nice and warm as you're over, going over the plains, but as you've come to find there's not too too much in the way of forests here within the empire besides the Falsera woods to the south. Uh, so the wind is able to just go and go. Uh, so there's a bit of a chill on the breeze, but Nothing catches your eye in your travels for the day. Nothing uh, approaches the uh, the cart they all are using. Mortimer's kind of just humming to himself, and then uh, when he locks eyes with Mins, he's like, oats, oats, right, oats. Oats don't talk. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're able to make camp for the evening. Ren, is there any conversation you'd like to have with uh, your new travel companions? Over these, over this, uh, over this, these days of travel, you've got about six days left, so there's still time, so you can think about it. Just yeah. always putting it out there. Oh it's yeah, not, not a very talkative group in general, I know. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll definitely if something pops up in my head, I can't think of anything yeah. right now. Oh, oh, uh, actually, well, this isn't conversation. I would like to ritual cast something at some point, but. What would you like to... What are you casting? Find familiar. Uh, oh, no, I you already have that. You already have that set up. Do I? Yeah, yeah. That would have okay. been something you would have been able to set up no problem uh, before okay. uh, being introduced. But if you'd like to bring your familiar into existence, by yes. all means. Yes. <laughs> that is something I will do. Just for who you're playing and who it's based off of. Uh, so... <laughs> Over the course of the uh, third day of travel, at one point, Rena's looking around, just like taking in the scenery, and then Min, she brings this uh, her quarterstaff into existence out of nowhere. Uh, and something we forgot to mention is that towards the head of the staff, there's this crystal uh, that the wood wraps around, and also a, a part of it branches up and almost looks like a small wing. And tapping towards the t towards the base of the crystal, uh, that wing creaks and furls in on itself, uh, and then all of a sudden, there's this little... There's just this little guy who... Uh, little guy. <laughs> just this little guy who comes into existence. It's a uh, little, little dragon-looking fella who's 
various shades of blues and purples and has uh, bright yellow eyes. Seems like they were curled up around the staff, uncurls, runs down it, and then uh, Rena, he props himself up on your shoulder, giving you a little muzzle on the side of your face. Oh, hey, you little guy. <laughs> and I'll, like, <laughs> nuzzle him with my finger. <laughs> Do you want to help me keep an eye out on things? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Alright, you know what to do. Neus. Uh, what? Have you seen this before? A familiar? Sure. Okay. Well, I have not, <laughs> so I'm going to add it to my list. Neus, if you want to give an arcana check, you can. Sure. Just to more securely identify what this thing is. 22. Mm-hmm. Uh, without a doubt, you know that this uh, is a pseudo-dragon. Pulling up the info here. Uh, so, a the elusive pseudo-dragon tends to dwell in quiet places around the world, making their home in the hollows of trees and small caves. And they, they come in a variety of colors, but some things that are constant are horns, a maw filled with sharp teeth. Uh, the pseudo-dragon resembles a tiny dragon, but with a more playful disposition and a barbed tail. Pretty cool. Does your tiny friend have a name? Yeah, he does. I usually just call him Waffles. If you want to refer to him by his full name, I didn't give him his name, but it's Hunter Waffles the Third. I especially don't know where the third comes from, but okay, he's pretty cool. And uh, Waffles <laughs> just nods his head enthusiastically. Yeah. <laughs> so, are you a hunter of waffles then? He just shrugs. Yeah, I, I tried to ask him that once too. Got the same same answer. Okay, so if if in this situation you will say men and we'll come calling. In this situation you will say men. Here are the hand signals. You hear uh, in your head. You hear in your head, Rena. Waffles will do when we close hands. Waffles will do when we close hands. This this will not. This can't. <laughs> I'm dying over here. Okay. Uh, I, I guess I, I can respond back. Is that uh, how you can works? you can you can communicate telepathically. Okay, telepathically. Oh, it's just a hand signal. If you're in trouble, I'll know if you're in trouble. It's fine. He just has his own thing. Man, you see Waffles like perk up on his hind legs and like tries to do <laughs> symbols, but uh, doesn't have front paws. It's just like wings, uh, like the the like a joint for the wings, so almost more like a pseudo-wyvern than a pseudo-dragon in this case. Did you say its of name course. is Waffles? Yes. Yes. <laughs> no, it's Hunter Waffles the Third. That's his full name. Hunter but Waffles he, you the can third? Just call, you can call him just Waffles, that's fine. And then I said, I don't know where the third comes from, especially. It's a strong waffle no lineage. <laughs> just keep just nods in agreement with, uh, <laughs> with, with everything so far. <laughs> Can Waffles speak to you? Yeah. Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> Can Waffles speak to everyone? Just shakes its head. Just, just me. Can you fly? Stretches out its little wings and flies around actually a little bit faster than even you saw Zichi fly uh, at first before she uh, was I'll able to. I'll also fly. Yeah, uh, Waffles has a fly speed of about 60 feet. <laughs> That's fine. I'm not trying to chase waffles. I'm just flying. Oh, just to, just so that way Nate has an idea of uh, 
the new members' uh, abilities. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mortimer actually knows how to fly too, and I throw Mortimer off the car. No, I don't. No, no. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see you try. <laughs> hey, I don't have bad strength. It's just not extra strength. Uh, he has extra that strength. Pretty, <laughs> if that worked, that would be pretty iconic. Not gonna lie. <laughs> Uh, Waffles comes back down, lands on your shoulder, uh, like crawls down over the front of your chest, right towards, uh, er, and wraps up around uh, onto the other shoulder, and then shoves his head into your bag, and you just hear munches, munches and crunches, a little food for Waffles. I think I think there might be something still in there. Go ahead, take a look. Uh, and he just disappears. There's a little tail sw- <laughs> swishing around. Sticking up out of the bag, he pops back up and finds a little apple and just, like, the, the front little parts of his wings just holding on to it while biting into it. Looks around at everybody. Kind of hisses at Mortimer. Don't mind that bag of oats. <laughs> just cocks its head at, at Min. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Min winks but can't. One of the lights just flickers for a second. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think he should be allowed to wink like a like disturbingly realistically. You just hear (laughs) And that's the all of the wood just changing and forming. Uh, no, no, No thanks. I'll I'll stick to the um I'll I'll stick to the canon of Min saying wink. Uh, <laughs> please invite <laughs> <thank> you. <laughs> that's my head canon. Whatever if that's how Min winks from now on, I have no power. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. That is uh the most that is all of the excitement you have for your third day of travel, uh, is meeting Hunter Waffles the third and uh out of Dame learning about this cursed voice that he has. Um, but I had no idea. Uh, it was fine. <laughs> oh, it was in the moment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's incredible. Uh, you make camp for the evening. And I got a 20 on for day four's travel. So, Aaron, can I have you roll 2d12s for me? Oh, that wow. sounds ominous. <laughs> a nine and a 10. Okay. Over the course of the day, everything seems to be a bit darker than usual. The wind picks up, the clouds are this seem extra dense uh, as they look as though it threatens rain at any moment. But uh, nothing seems to happen throughout your day of travel. And when you make camp for the evening, there's just this weird air. There's this just strange energy in the air. Uh, I assume people have been taking shifts uh, for the evening, uh, for your rests. Uh, yeah. Who would like to take first watch? I usually take first watch. Okay. Uh, are you also taking second watch due to less sleep needed? Yeah. Okay. I want to uh, take watch ahead. with Rena. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> uh, over the course of uh, your watch, I would like a, excuse me, a perception check. Perception. 
That time went on a journey. Fourteen. Okay. Are folks sleep actually? Are folks sleeping in the cart or are you sleeping on the ground? The sake of positioning. Shelter good. <laughs> hmm. Shelter good in cart. In cart. Okay. <laughs> Aaron, over the course of your uh, the first two hours of watch, you hear a lot of yipping and uh, the sound of something small scurrying about in the darkness just beyond your dark vision, and occasionally what looks like a fluffy tail blurs into existence just beyond, just at the edge of your sight. Okay. And I, I assume your group has like a... Do you have a... Did you make a campfire for Probably. a bit of warmth? Yeah. Over the course of your second set, your second watch, do you investigate where the sounds were coming from? Like, even if it's just casually, like, just taking a few steps towards it? Yeah, I'm not going to wander too far. Maybe... Yeah. 10, 15 feet. Um, I'd probably bring a torch with me. Say the oh, um, no, don't move news. Uh, tying the horses up around the tree here. Yep. Rushing very quickly out of the darkness directly towards you and then uh, circling around you, some of them going in between your feet. You see that there are there's a, a group of five blue and white foxes that's that rush out of the darkness and seem to be trying to hide behind you or within like within your space. Okay. Have I ever seen anything like these things before? Go ahead and give me a nature check and you'll have advantage. Okay. Rob wants one as a pet. <laughs> uh 26. 26. These are known as foxen. It's a long-eared, fox-like fey creature that its fur matches morning's first light. Uh, they come in a myriad of vibrant colors. Some refer to them as the morning calm, and they cause an unnatural sense of false tranquility. For some reason, a family of five, uh, there are three smaller ones that are hiding, like, hiding right next to your feet and uh two larger ones that are standing at attention staring back out into the darkness uh they have rushed over to you your group and your campfire okay uh and you the two larger ones you assume the parents are just hunched down a little bit uh and like letting out a small growl towards uh whatever is off in the distance here Okay. I will back up slowly towards the cart without really taking my eyes off the general direction they're looking. Uh, and I'm just going to gently nudge Neus, since you're the closest. And as you move, they move with you. Yeah. <laughs> Do I recognize them immediately? You definitely Being fake creatures? Them. You definitely recognize them. Do I know like anything else about them that Aaron wouldn't offer that check? Just from probably having encountered um, them before uh you know that normally they have the ability to uh they have what some would call a problematic power as uh they have a natural calming ability that seems to erase any perception of danger or harm and one could be attacked in a foxen's presence and remain blissfully unaware smiling contently until it's too late so a, gr a group of foxen could lay waste 
to a, to a battalion if they felt like it. However, they are running from something, it seems like. So they're n actively choosing to not basically calm us down. Uh, yeah, which is the most concerning part of it. Yeah, I explained that to Aaron. Yes. As I uh, give them some scritches behind the ears, if they allow. Yes. Uh, the, well, the little, the, the big ones, they don't let you, they, uh, they look at you and then look back off. And the little ones are kind of like batting, like the, the, <laughs> the, like laces, the bits, the ends of the laces wrapped around your boots, Aaron. So they're just like batting at Aaron's ankles. Uh, they happily accept scritches. <laughs> I will slowly draw my bow just to, to keep an eye on, on things, uh, not threaten them. I don't, I don't know what's over there. They don't like it. That's concerning. From that direction, uh, you hear a bit of just this low laughter. <laughs> and then these, and you realize it's two voices that are laughing, and the laughter is intermingling with each other, and the light in the area seems to almost go down another level. Not okay. enough to mechanically change the level of light, but just things seem to dim a bit. And you see a faint, this faint pair of purple glows out into the darkness. Okay. And the even the two parents of the of this family of foxen, uh, they whimper a little bit and back up around you, but in front of their cubs. Okay. I will uh, shake the cart just enough to wake everybody up. Sure. And I have everybody give me a perception check, please. Including me? Uh, yes. Okay. 17 for men. 17 for me as well. Big ol' 11. Karis got a 13. Uh, Waffles also got a 13, and then Rena got a 21. Uh, so, as you're, as the, the seeming like almost as if this light had some semblance of intelligence to it, it notices that you're looking at it, and both of them, they don't just disappear. It seems that they fade a bit out of, they fade back, they go back and fade out of your, your vision. Uh, but you you all hear this low this pair of low laughter circling around or circling through the area. I didn't expect that we would these prey would bring us more to eat. <laughs> I know what you I know it's such a welcome surprise. You hear off into the off into the darkness. More fey flesh. Add it to the banquet, brother. <laughs> uh, and a pair of just what looks like essentially living shadow just makes their uh, starts rushing in towards your group. Uh, this dark, this purple glow in their chest. Husks protruding out from uh, the sides of their jaws, this light glowing through their skull, uh, this almost as if they were living shadow and smoke. Let's go ahead and roll for initiative. 
You. Yeah. You. <laughs> this 19 for initiative. Is Mortimer in combat? Mortimer is in combat, but okay, he's cool. tied, he is restrained. <laughs> no, that's fine. We know he has abilities. Like, we've fought him. Like, he can fight. And he is undead, correct? Uh, he would count. He would. Brock is undead, correct. Excellent. If he is a bard, he does not need his hands to be uh, useful. All right. Oh, great. I go first. Uh, a Karis winning initiative. Natural 20 will do that. You've been. She hasn't been able to uh, do a proper seance with the wagon being uh, traveling on its bumpy way. Uh, she is going to uh, use Tales from the Beyond. Getting a D8, rolling a D8 here. Six. Uh, that is the Tale of the Traveler. Aaron, you get. Uh, she's going to use Tale of the Traveler on you, which okay. gives you 11 temp HP, plus 1 nice. AC, and plus 10 movement. Uh, okay. As a, uh, And then she's going to... Oh, yeah. She's going to try to use Vicious Mockery on whatever this thing is. Uh, she has... She would have no idea what this thing is. Uh, it is going to make a Wisdom save. That is... A, that is a failure, even with... Uh, yeah, that is... Uh, she she raises her candle and uh, shouts out some obscenities uh, to uh, this being. Uh, and it takes five points of psychic damage. Aaron. All right. Uh, standing where I am, am I within reach of the uh, campfire? Uh, yeah, let's put the campfire... Uh, you'd be able to walk to the campfire, yeah. We okay. add it to the map here. Perfect. Uh, purely because I don't have any better ideas, and this thing seems to be shadowy, I would like to light one of my arrowheads on fire and then shoot at uh, this thing up here. Door. Does a 13 hit? Uh, let's see. So as you fire off the arrow, it looks like it's going towards the creature uh, and it laughs as it goes to reach up and deflect it, but the light from the campfire on the head of your arrows uh, looks like it momentarily blinds it as the arrow shoots straight into the chest of it. Uh, 13 will actually hit. Nice. That is 11 piercing damage. All right, very nice. Not bad for no sneak attack. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry, I forgot, Aaron. You can make a uh, Arcana or Religion check. Neither of those are fantastic, but Religion is better. So, seventeen. Seventeen. Uh, you've heard of these things, almost filling the role of like the boogeyman or a Ladrin kids. Uh, and you hadn't thought of it for a while because you haven't had to tell this story to uh, uh, to your child in years. Uh, right. But these are known as shadow beasts, a mass of shadows and cloud stuff that 
is never quite touching the ground. The Shadow Beast may first look harmless, except for its clawed hands and the glint of jagged teeth, of course. Uh, and they're thought of to be the result of Shadow Fae dabbling in the magic of the world and typically are found within the Fae Dark. Which, for those of you who aren't aware, the fae, there, there's the surface of the world, and deep underground, there's the Underdark, where all manner of creatures can be found. The Feywild is another plane of existence, where the brights are brighter, the plant life is more vibrant, and chaos reigns just for fun, as a mirror to the, to the world. Its mirror for the Underdark is the Feydark, where you take that chaos of the Feywild, as well as the strange, corrupted, alien sense of the Underdark, and mix them together. Things are very far from the Fader to be here. I mean, to be fair, Naos is here. And these foxes. Yeah. Uh, Min. I think Min is just going to try to stay on the cart, keep the people behind him between this one and the bottom left, and is going to do two crossbow attacks. Okay. 16. Uh, for the one in the bottom. Yeah, that'll hit. For 11 piercing damage. Oh. Very nice. Number two. Oh. It's cocked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 20. 20 total. Yeah, that'll uh, hit. For eight piercing damage. Nice. That's how we do it. Uh, just okay. firing off, just quick succession, a couple crossbow bolts, uh, and they hit this creature, and it's not that it's unfazed, but it doesn't seem to mind the amount of damage that you're putting out. Uh, Mortimer is going to look around. I make direct eye contact with him. Uh, gets up and is like, I'm helping, and does like a little jig. Uh, <laughs> and uh, just like, da da da, da, da. Uh, And uh, Rena, you, you get a D8 inspiration die. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> and then he sits back down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know, he can, uh, he'll try to viciously mock. Uh, that is. Not enough. Okay, that's another six points of psychic damage to the one in the bottom corner. Arena, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this man just stood up, did a little jig, and uh, insulted the shadow beast <laughs> in the lower corner. What are you going to do? <laughs> Very interesting, yes. Um, I'm going to hop off the cart. Okay. And I'll be like, stop in the name of the Empire! And just like run forward a little bit. Can't run as much as ZG, so. <laughs> you got about five more feet, ten more feet of movement if you wanted it. Yeah. So I'll go, like, here-ish. Okay. Um, yeah, that's 60. Cool. Um, and then I'm gonna cast Starburst, which is, like, this molt of starlight that appears, and then it also explodes. Sure. Uh, so it explodes right above his head, I would think. Uh, so you need to make a 
charisma saving throw. Picking all the stuff that I'm best at over here, obviously. Um, <laughs> what is your spell save DC? 17. 17? Yeah. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> who let you build a character like that? Uh, that is a failure <laughs> on, uh, on its behalf. All right, that's going to be 2d8 uh, radiant damage. Oh, I got an 8 for one of them. 11 total. 11. Not bad yeah. for a cantrip. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then as a bonus action, I'm gonna, like, flick out my hands. Okay. And I'm gonna do... What do they technically call it? Manifest Echo. Right next ah. to Ah! Mm-hmm. Uh, can you read off a brief description of your Echo Manifestation ability? Or, uh, you can use a bonus action to ma magically... <laughs> Manifest an echo of yourself in an unoccupied space you can see within 15 feet. And essentially, lasts until it's destroyed. You can dismiss it as bonus action. Um, or you're incapacitated. Wow. Um, essentially, it's like a holographic version of myself that can also help attack. <laughs> uh, and, and what else can you do as a bonus action uh, after uh... it's out? I can also teleport, swapping positions with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so do you want it to be right next to you, or do you want it to be closer to that thing? Uh, let's put it a little closer to that thing, yeah. Okay. I guess I can move it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll put it, like, right there. Okay. All right, that brings us to Neus. You just saw Rena hop out, cause a moat of starlight to hit the beast up north, and summon a copy of herself. Now there's two of them. Great. Uh, the echo uh, is uh, giving double birds to the shadow beast, I would like to think. Excellent. So there really are two of them. Uh, <laughs> I would like to... Uh, I can just fly out of the cart, right? It's not like yeah. extra movement to get out of this thing. Okay. I'm going to move 30 feet to here, and then I'm going to misty step so I can position myself... Over here, five, ten, fifteen. Sorry, a little bit closer. Uh, for positioning's sake, uh, and then for now, I will just cantrip this guy in front of me with a. We'll go with the firebolt. Door. Really rolling high today. <laughs> it's a big ten. Okay. Uh, yeah, this little moat of flame shows up, and even though there's a bit of light that uh, built off from it, it manages to, like, this hole in its chest opens up, and the firebolt shoots right through it. Uh, uh, just freely would like to say, hey, Aaron, can you uh, step a little out of the way? I can do that. Okay. That brings us to their turn. Uh, and are you floating at all? Uh, or are you... however tall the cart is, yes. Hey, and then you're, about five, you're five feet off the ground. Sure. Yep, I assumed this would happen. Alright, so, uh, they managed to, they just, I mean, you see it just float across the, across the ground, uh, and it, it kind of just phases onto the cart, and the shadow coalesces around it, and rising it up to its full height. Um, 
I've got a bite and a claw attack. Uh, okay. Coming at both Min and Naze. All right, so Min. So I said your name first. Bite, claw. Uh, your armor class. What is your armor class, Min? Fourteen. All right, you are going to get hit with the claw. Okay. And then, uh, Naeus. Uh, my armor class is currently 14. I have the mark off of mage armor from... All, although, hmm, actually, probably wouldn't have at bed, so never mind. 11. Okay. Uh, then that is going to be two hits. Uh, I'll shield just to see. Brings you up to 16. Mm-hmm. Uh... That is still going to be two hits. Okay. Uh, however, the bite gets stopped, and it all, almost all of its force gets prevented. So it just beat the the shield AC. Uh, so start with Min. Uh, Min, you take sixteen points of slashing damage. Oh. Oh. Naeus. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to take fourteen piercing. Yeah. And 14 slashing for a total of 28. Cool. Hunter, Hunter Waffles the third. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think for now, what is it like? I guess like, is there like a help action? Uh, yeah. Uh, the help a- that is an action. Uh, right. and on like in combat, for example. Hunter could like buzz around the Shadow Beast to the south and provide advantage on an attack roll against that the next attack roll against that creature. Okay. Okay. He'll he'll do something like that then. I guess like above his head. So it's like it's more like a uh, help or distract. Uh so your choice. Would you want him to help and give advantage on a say on an attack roll or distract to provide disadvantage on a saving throw that the creature has to make? Do advantage for oh, advantage on the attack. Okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. He goes ahead and he's right there. He's buzzing around. Uh, let's see. Karis is going to do a. Oh nope, that's the wrong direction. Don't give a spell slot. Take a spell slot away. Uh, <laughs> is going to uh, do a second level cure wounds on Min. Just to get a little bit of healing out there. Ooh, 17 points of healing. Uh, and then... What's the range on Bardic Inspiration again? I'm not playing a bard. Uh, 60 feet. Okay. She will just give a Bardic Inspiration to Min. Uh, or, uh, we'll do a Tales from Beyond. Eh. One. Uh, the next time, Min, the next time you make a uh, Intelligence, Wisdom, or Charisma check, uh, you will get to add a D8 to it. Aaron. Alright. Uh, seeing as it worked last time, I will ignite another arrowhead. Uh, move a little bit closer to uh, this monster up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm gonna shoot it. Sure. Yeah, they moved, so so you weren't in my way yeah. anymore. Unfortunately. Does <laughs> a 15 hit? 15 will definitely hit. Uh, 
There we go. For a total of 23 piercing damage? I can math. Very nice. Uh, Nahus, you notice as uh, the light from the arrowhead comes forward, uh, this shadow beast seems to shrink away a bit from the brighter light. I have a little bit of movement and a bonus action, so I'm going to step into this tree and then use my bonus action to hide. Okay. Uh, Where Uh, he is. Stealth. Man, now that this thing, now that you've reeled back from getting hit, uh, the uh, you you notice that the creature seems to be not in pain, but their eyes are darting towards that campfire, and then back at you and back to the campfire. Uh, Doesn't seem, uh, and you can see that it is actually in some bright lights as uh, the campfire is giving off 30 feet of, of bright light. Doesn't seem to like being in uh, the bright. How do I use that? Ah, light God. <laughs> Time to shine, baby. What? Can you do a light-based attack? <laughs> I mean, radiant? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. Well, I can't do a fire. I can literally cast light, but it doesn't do damage. Oh, doesn't it? I mean, maybe. Do I, do, I do, I have a mecha- do I have a mechanism to make my eyes brighter? Uh, it's already in bright light from the campfire. Okay. Um, I think, okay, I want to do a double tactical order. Just don't know if I'm allowed. If I can do, if I can ask the two next to me to flank. Karis and Waffles. Um, Waffles would either flank or would, uh, he's holding his action to help. Uh, and you're, okay. uh, it'll cost his reaction to use that action. So either, unless, uh, unless you're fine with Waffles moving into a flanking position to, to attack. Uh, um, I'd like for them both to do it. Um, uh, sorry, to, uh, Rena, unless you're fine with Waffles moving to attack. That's fine. Okay. Um. Okay, then I would have them both do it, and I can give them bolster die to Karis. Okay, uh, go ahead and roll t- roll an attack with waffles. You know, we're gonna try out the sting. Do it. See what happens. Um, what's the... That's a dirty twenty. Oh, uh, Karis does one of these, just goes down and back up. Oh look, she's in a flanking position. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she's gonna try to stab with, or not stab. She's gonna, she's gonna slash, slash with a longsword. And you, what's your bolstering die now? Is it a six? Um, or an eight? I think it's an eight now. All right, because of the bolstering die, that is a hit, and she does nine points of slashing damage. Uh, this thing is, uh, and actually because of the bright light, uh, seems to be doing even more. What is, um, what is, uh, Waffle's damage? 
it's six piercing, and you also have to make a constitution saving throw. Uh-huh. And what uh, what if I failed? Just just hypothetical. Uh, was it by five or more? It specifically uh, says, there's one thing if you fail, and then one if you fail by. Go ahead and just read it all off. It's new. Yeah. That's um, the only target, reason you need to read it off. Yeah, target must succeed on a DC 11 con save throw or become poisoned for one hour. If the saving throw fails by five or more, the target falls unconscious for the same duration or until it takes damage or another creature uses an action to shake it awake. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> yep. uh, for no particular reason, uh, the Shadow Beast falls asleep. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's just bored. <laughs> Yeah, you're boring me. I'm bored. He needed a nap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, however, I will say this. Um, you notice that with it being in bright light, uh, like continuously, it seems to be vulnerable to damage, which is why these things tend to hunt at night. If it's asleep and he's being flanked, I want to use my movement to get over to the fire. Sure. Uh Uh, it would be 15 movement to get out of the wagon and then 15 movement to get over to the fire. Great. You can do that, no problem. All right, I am next to the fire now. All right, that brings us to Mortimer, who... Double-checking range. He's going to shimmy his way to the front. Uh, and... Come on! What you're so serious? Why don't Why don't you just Why don't you just dance? That's a That's a good way to spend some time. Uh, and the shadow beast starts dancing, as it fails to resist against uh, <laughs> uh, the Mortimer's irresistible dance. What is the uh, What do they get disadvantage of on with with that? Uh, it'll have. Or does it uh, auto fail anything? It uses all its movement to dance without leaving its face. Disadvantage on dex saves and attack rolls. Awesome. Uh, and everyone <laughs> else, other creatures will have advantage on attack rolls against it. The dancing will continue until the end of its next turn. Renna, with that in mind. Yeah. Um, so, well, I can read it real quick again, but... To move my echo, it's a bonus action? No action. No action, okay. Cool. Um, I was and like, I can, could read, but... You can move your echo up to 30 feet. It's a bonus action to switch spaces with it at the cost of 15 feet of movement. Okay. Um, I'm going to move my echo up first. Right up to it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, because then I can choose to have it attack. A set number of times per day. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I can do it for. <laughs> so I'm going to have it attack. Um, I do that. Yes, uh, as you're rolling that, uh, she is, Rena is using Unleash Incarnation, where, uh, yeah. Oh, you have to take the attack action, though. Oh, so yeah. I would still have to be close enough to hit it. Yes. Okay. Then it'll just chill there for now. Um, okay. Because I got another idea. I'll move a little further forward. And then 
I'm gonna throw up cloud of daggers at it. Of course you are. Yep. Because <laughs> of course I took that. Uh, okay. Uh, and as daggers a, in the air. <laughs> as a reminder, this is one of those spells where the first time a creature st- enters the space or starts its turn there, because of that wording, it is implied that when they willingly enter the space or start their turn. So that way it's not double dipping on damage. But how much damage is it <laughs> when it, uh, uh, how many dice is it? <laughs> 44. Yeah, stupid amount. That's what it is. Uh, <laughs> no save, right? No save. Just happen. Yeah, isn't it great? But not till it gets to its turn. Not till we get to its turn. Because okay. it unwillingly was in the space when the spell was cast. Um, the spell entered its space as opposed to the other way around. Yeah. Think of it that way. Uh, Naves. I'm going to move one space down because I, as fun as it might be to uh, accidentally hit our new friend, I probably not a great idea. So, uh, although I don't know that I can avoid it, the echo in what I'm about to do, so apologies. Uh... <laughs> Uh, no, I think I'm good. I'm going to cast a lightning bolt because it has a disadvantage on deck saves. Yep. Uh, your spell um, save is what? It is 16. Okay. All right. So it no longer has advantage because of the dancing, but <laughs> I rolled a 15 for my save. Hey, that's 32 lightning damage. Oh. And it probably sets that tree on fire if it's actually a tree. Uh, it is actually a tree. Uh, and we'll go ahead and do a little doodle here of, uh... Ah! Ah! Fire! I'm on fire. (laughs) Ah! Fire! (laughs) Uh, and it it is now giving off light. And about 25 feet of bright, 25 feet of dim. Because the fire is just kept taking hold. Uh, would you like to move away from it at all, or stay put? Well, if I move, it's going to attack me. So it'll have disadvantage, really though. I see the cloud of daggers circling around it. Yep. I think yeah. I'll stay where I am. Okay. <laughs> I just lost the die. I don't know where it went. All right. <laughs> oh. Start of its turn. Go ahead and roll your 4d4 magical dagger damage. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, that's two fours, so an eight. Um, a two, ten, and then a three, thirteen. I can math. <laughs> All right. This thing seems to be withering and withering and withering away as the daggers grind into it. Now that it's in this bright light, taking much more damage. Uh, it's just dancing away. And it's yeah. just dancing away, which is why it's getting ground up. Uh, on this episode of Will It Blend, we feature the Shadow Beast. <laughs> uh, it is going to try to attack you, uh, Neus, with disadvantage. Uh, no. Wait. Yes, that's going to hit. And no. Shield, uh, shield. Shield, 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 shield. 
Great. Uh, it, it rolled your AC exactly before. <laughs> so, uh, as it goes to bite into you, uh, this time the, the shield is a little bit thicker, uh, and you have those tufts that come out from the side of its jaw that just go on either side of your head, and its teeth are just gnawing at the arcane energy. Uh, the one to the south is snoozing away. I scream. Jesus Christ, that's horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Hunter Waffles the third. Well, he hit someone and successfully put them to sleep, so mm -hmm. that's pretty cool. Um... And you could try to attack again, you'll have advantage, and if you hit, it's a crit. Because it's asleep. Hmm. Uh... Because they, they're unconscious as, uh, because they're unconscious from the poison. Yeah. And uh, within five feet of an unconscious enemy, that is a that is a critical hit. Sure, let's try. I guess. <laughs> See what happens. As a fifteen force, that's nineteen. Uh, that is gonna be a hit, so that'll crit. Um, I guess instead of one d four, that's two d four. Yes. Oh, I think that right. Okay. Sorry. Oh. Oh my god, what is up with these dice, I swear. Oh no. Uh, that's, that's another eight. <laughs> I keep, though, these two in particular keep rolling fours. I don't know. Uh, and I don't this know, I think I need to return these, I think I need to return these dice to uh, D20 <laughs> Collective because uh, I failed by five again. <laughs> so it wakes up, screams, and falls back asleep. <laughs> Amazing. Uh... Uh, let me double check to see if Karis has anything that's, uh, or what Karis has at her disposal to do something big at this thing. No, okay. Uh, Karis, Karis, Karis does not have inflict wounds. Uh, no. that would be fantastic, wouldn't it? Uh, but she's gonna try to hit. That is gonna be a crit because he hit while it was unconscious. Uh, so 2d10 plus one. That is uh, 11, so 22 points of damage, and it is awake, and it is very hurt. Aaron. All right. Uh, I rolled pretty poorly on my stealth roll, but it doesn't matter because uh, my target has allies nearby, so. Aha, uh -huh. yeah, so within uh, that eight from before, uh, it's yes. now, especially now that it's being ground up by daggers, it is heightened. Its senses are heightened. It is aware of beams around it. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I felt hidden for a moment and then realized I was stupid. Uh, anyway, I'm going to shoot this thing with yet another arrow. 16. That'll hit. For 24 damage. Uh, and the arrow sinks into the, the back of the skull. Uh, Neus, as it's gnawing at the arcane shield, you see the arrowhead poke through and little flecks of bone uh, deflect off of the arcane barrier around you. Uh, and this creature begins to just melt around the around you and onto the ground. Okay. I was going to say, I will use my movement to get away from the burning tree. I'll go back to the oh, campfire. Good, good call, good call. Uh, and uh, it starts to say something, and we'll get to that. Man, 
You in ran my, into the fire before. In my inventory, I have ten torches. Mm-hmm. I will grab two torches. And okay. I will light the torches real quick in the fire. Sure. And now I'm going to run back over to the cart. Between, I will say this, uh, between the reaching into your bag, pulling out the torches, and lighting them, that would be an action. Okay. And now I'm... You're right there, though. <laughs> I'm right there with two torches. If you would permit me, I would not attack. I'm just going to touch him. <laughs> uh, the smoke tries to move, moves a bit around the torch uh, as it sees you just le- moving towards it. But a swift bonk on your next turn might catch it off guard. Okay. Uh, Mortimer is going to uh, do a little jig as he makes his way back over, and he's going to try. He's going to give you Min an inspiration die, and then he's going to try to curb stomp this thing right in the skull. Uh, he does step on its face. Um, let's see. For a total of one bludgeoning damage. Right up to bludgeoning damage because of the bright light in its face. Retta. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna. I'll leave the echo just chilling over there for now. Mm-hmm. I'll go back this way. And as I'm running back, I'm gonna try and do another starburst at the one that's still up. Charisma save, correct? Yes. All right, go ahead and roll damage as you raise your hand up and there's this little, almost like a moat of starlight appears in the air, slamming down into the back of the cart. Make sure I'm actually using a D8. Um, oh yeah, it's just straight. Uh, that's two. Two damage? Yeah. You rolled two ones? Oh, wait, sorry. I forgot it was two D8, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> that's six. So six I got damage. Four, four and a two. <laughs> All right, this thing is very, very hurt. Uh, Naves, this thing is bubbling, and you can hear it's talking in Sylvan. Uh, that. <laughs> Though we may not have succeeded in this hunt, <laughs> the Queen's corruption continues to spread, and the body bubbles and fizzles, and the ground around it uh, begins to wither and die, not unlike that valley that uh, your group had passed through before, as the smoke of this being seems to also be made of that corruption, but now it's taking a, uh, a liquid form as it dies. Hey, Aaron, we'll have stuff to talk about after the fight. And then I'm going <laughs> to launch a firebolt at the other one, because it's within me. Firebolt does not set things on fire because it is magical fire, yes? Correct. Okay, great. So uh, it I don't is set prone, by the fire. way. It is prone. But sure. it is in bright light, so we'll see how that we'll see how these this attack with disadvantage goes. We're just giving it a try. I can't get there on this turn, so I might as well <laughs> yeah. throw a cantrip its way. There's a lot of logistical issues with this shot, but do it anyway. That's a 10. <laughs> it's a 10, unfortunately. Uh, it whizzes, it zips right between Terrace and uh, Mortimer, uh, and unfortunately misses both Mortimer and the Shadow Beast. 
on the Shadow Beast turn, I'm gonna need Hunter Waffles, Min, and Karis to all make and Mortimer to all make Constitution saving throws. Mortimer uses my saving throw thing, I think. Seventeen. Eight. Ten. And ten. <laughs> sixteen. Uh so sixteen from Hunter Waffles and uh what'd you get, Min? Seventeen. Seventeen. Okay, so the two of you succeed. Uh Oh, sad damage. In my opinion. Uh, Mortimer and Karis both take seven points of necrotic damage as this thing just bursts open into a uh, about 15 foot diameter cloud of uh, smoke. Uh, Min and uh, Hunter Waffles take uh, three. Yeah, he's still up. <laughs> uh, Mortimer and Karis will make subsequent constitution saves. Actually. Yep. Clean up aisle three. <laughs> okay. Uh, and uh, Mortimer gets a dirty 20, Karis getting six. Oof. Uh, but now both of these creatures have died uh, and there is corruption spreading across the grass in their immediate areas. Uh, Karis and Karis is coughing a little bit and you see there's a little trickle of black coming out of the corner of her eye uh, after the explosion and the spreading of that gas. Uh And with these, with this small family of Foxen having not maliciously brought this pair of shadow beasts to your group. Uh, mentions of the queen's corruption continuing to spread, and now one of your party members seemingly to be afflicted with something, maybe the corruption itself. That is a good spot to call it. Until next time. Yeah. Dang. Uh, we will I'm see... gonna befriend those foxes. They're gonna be part of our party now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, we'll see what the group has in store for the rest of their travels, and we'll see what they can do for Karis's condition, and what else there is to learn and talk about in regards to this corruption coming to the material plane. But yeah, that's it for tonight. Thank you all for joining us so much, and we will see you all next time. Bye. Thank you. Bye. I don't know why, but Zichi is the very first character in the opening sequence. And I didn't, and I realized I need to swap that out for Rena, even if it, even if it's just temporary. No, you need to do a five-minute scene at the start of every session with Zichi, showing us where she's at. <laughs> you just carry us and sprint because you you don't have lactic acid, right? So you can just run forever. Um, well, Kyle, would that be? <laughs> Is that a movement speed mechanic we could discuss? Absolutely. Uh, you, <laughs> Min, with your strength score, 
could carry Neus. And that's it. <laughs> Saddle up, partner. <laughs> Neus suddenly dies, and her her twin uh, Neus 2 uh, appears with <laughs> 600 two. gold. Yeah, she was. Uh, they were they were the second Neus born in that moment. Yeah. <laughs> Neus too. From one Neus dies, another rises. Use this infinite hack. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do news. it. Oh, Good good. news, guys. I did the dream wall glitch, and now the other <laughs> constructs are here too, and they all have their own gold. Oh no! What queen were they talking about? I really just wish we could solve one problem before we get another and another and another. <sighs> All right, let's start by getting Zichi back. Go from there. Thank you for listening to Death Saves with Advantage. You can find us on Twitter with the handle at Saves with ADV to share memes and questions related to the podcast. Also, feel free to check out our Patreon over at patreon.com slash deathsaveswithadvantage. We have different tiers ranging from access to all episodes released across different adventures to item submissions for the party to encounter during this campaign.